0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the 40th episode of The Heartfelt Pod.
1: Which actually finally makes it sound like there is a lot, you know? Like, 10 is nothing, 20 is like you're still basically a toddler, 30 is like, okay, I guess you're doing it, and 40 is like, you are a podcaster. (laughs) I only now came up with this, an official milestone to become a podcaster. is 40 episodes, sorry to anyone who is below that, you are disqualified right now. Guys, I have to warn you, this is going to be a very, possibly an odd episode. Because I'm about to tell you how I even came to record, to be recording right now. Because I was certainly not planning to, I had very different evening plans. But basically, I went to work today and then in the evening I had plans with my friend. To go to this wine studio in London, it's called Ami and it looks very aesthetically pleasing and very cutesy and I was really excited because I really wanted to go to that specific place because I saw it in like one of those reels. I am very particular about this but like you know how you like your algorithm figures out where you live or like basically what your preferences are and it will recommend you things that you may like and you do save them in your like saved on Instagram but you never ever actually do anything with that. I tried to proactively like I don't know, like, take a screenshot of the place and, like, write it down or something. Like, make sure that I actually go there if it looks really nice. And this was one of those that I was just like, oh, I must go there. The next time I, like, schedule plans with someone, I'll do that. And so I had plans with Delilah tonight. And I was really excited to go out tonight because I was kind of hermiting for the first half of this week. It's currently Friday as well. Like, the pressure of, you know, going out on a Friday is another thing. I can go all out, I can wear a cute outfit, and Delilah unfortunately canceled, that is the plot twist of this big lead-up story, because she felt just sick, um, so obviously it's not her fault at all, and I know she also really wanted to go as well, but just, you know, didn't feel well. I sometimes experience this particular state of being that this got me into, and I know it sounds so funny. I am usually good, as I said, like about being by myself, but it has to be like... Planned alone time, because when I do feel social on nights where I do feel social, especially if it's like evening plans, and I'm just really excited to leave the house and like go out and get ready and like drink and like talk and like smoke and I don't know everything, just just basically my twenty year old urge to just you know be young and do substances. <laughs> However, that wouldn't sound. Um, and whenever I do feel like that, and I don't like you know, I don't get to actually go out for whatever reason, it fills me with this, like, anxiety, I wouldn't, I don't want to use that word, because, like, I feel like, just, you know, takes away from its actual, like, meaning, because it's not, like, actual anxiety, but it's just, like, a really anxious, uncomfortable feeling of, like, I need to go out, like, I just don't, my brain just doesn't accept that, like, my plans have changed, so, you know, a normal person, maybe, will just change into, like, their PJs, and made themselves tea, and just, you know, be happy about, okay, maybe not be happy about staying home, but, like, I don't know, watch the movie or something, I become so anxious, because I have, I feel, like, a build-up of energy, of, like, this expectation and anticipation of my evening, like, being a certain way, and I was just hoping to, I don't know, like, meet some people, I was just feeling very, very, like, outgoing and social, as you can tell, like, right away when she cancelled, I just felt so, like, I again, like anxious—that's the way, best way I guess to describe it. Even though I don't want to use that word, and I was just like, "What am I supposed to do with my time?" And I literally—I and I know it sounds desperate, but I messaged like five of my friends basically at the same time, being like, "Are you guys doing anything tonight? Are you busy tonight? Um, do you wanna? Do we want to do something tonight?" And I'm all for spontaneity—is that how you pronounce it? Spontaneity, um, but I do know. Um, friday evening to meet up on a friday evening is kind of a short notice for a lot of people and it just so happens that it's like easter break so half of my friends are not even in the country and the other half are like grinding for their exams or like assessments whatever it is and basically no one is free and available to hang out with me my own flatmate stood me up guys (laughs) and i am alone in the flat and just like oozing with this like need to do something so my solution instead of just picking, I don't know, journaling it out and just going to sleep was to go to my like, nearest store um, that's open almost 24-7, God bless, and I got a bottle of wine and I poured myself a glass and I just sat down to record a podcast. This is just a disclaimer, I'm not gonna drink that bottle of wine, this would be an issue of itself. Um, And I don't even like alcohol that much. But I just really felt like doing something. Like putting my energy to something. And yeah. So I am making a wine studio at home. You know? DIY it. Why not? Only thing is the wines at my store just got really expensive for no reason. Even the shittiest one. Like the cheapest one costs like 7 quid. Which is a lot for a bad wine. And I did not want to spend... 10 pounds on a wine that I'm gonna like only have by myself right now so I bought the cheap one and I usually don't like I try to you know give myself grace and at least go for like three pounds above the minimum price of the wine but um not this time so I bought like a 650 red wine and it's just not great but whatever we're just gonna roll with it and I don't even know what this podcast episode is gonna be about particularly I just really wanted to talk to someone and even my friend from Poland could not talk on FaceTime because she was on a train. So there's something in the air, I feel like, telling me that I need to be by myself tonight, guys. Maybe it's a sign from heavens. Maybe it is. Um, but I'm clearly not listening. I'm clearly not paying attention. And this is actually something I can talk about because I don't have a particular topic for this episode. But I was thinking recently a lot about, like how my relationship to solitude and social, oh my god, this is my least favorite word, socialization, socialization, yeah, basically how my attitudes towards both have changed and evolved in the past years, or how they, like, evolve from week to week, and how they kind of bring out different states of mind in me, and I think, obviously, like, both are very needed, and there's certainly seasons for both um but it's good to strike for a balance right um i usually i feel like i tend to just lean into one or the other sides much more let's say i'm having a week where i'm going like meeting up with people 3 times in a week i feel like that's not my ideal because if it's my if i'm feeling social on that week staying in four nights out of seven is gonna be a bummer for me and I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be kind of upset about it right I'm not saying I want to be going out seven days a week I'm just saying like I'll probably be you know not satiated with um social life that week and on the weeks where I'm kind of feeling like not really meeting up with people three times is really overwhelming like to meet up and go out like three times it's a lot right so I'd rather just I'm kind of an all or nothing person with that, it also kind of, it's something that really changed for me, because I used to um, really plan my social calendar in advance, I don't know, it just made me feel more um, assured, and like, I liked knowing that I have plans for the next week, and I do make plans in advance nowadays, but just not, not more than seven days for sure, and it's not unusual for me nowadays to just be like, oh, do you want to meet up tomorrow, or like this, I don't know, in Two days, three days. Whereas before, I feel like there was at least a week's notice, right? <laughs> before any of my plans were made. And I was just always booked, I feel like, or I always booked myself with social plans. And then when it came to actually that time when I was about to meet someone, you know, maybe I was feeling social, but I also I might have as well not been feeling really social, or like I might have gotten more busy or whatever. And it's just, it's hard to predict, I feel like, whether I'll be feeling up for a meeting or not actually I was in Amsterdam last weekend with my parents um and so I came back on Sunday and obviously like I I spent the weekend with my family so I was not alone but it feels like being social in a different way obviously and I came back and actually was sick because the weather in Amsterdam was just really unappealing it was raining like drizzling for two days straight I also didn't have waterproof shoes with me and I just was, like, stepping into puddles and stuff like that. And I, my shoes just got wet and my socks got wet. So I feel like I was just walking around for two days in this cold-ass city with wet shoes and wet feet. <laughs> so no wonder I came back with, like, a horrible cough, clogged nose, and I was I had fever one night. So was not feeling great at the beginning of this week. And I was feeling really antisocial as well. I was just like, you know what, I'm just really not feeling being alive with other people right now and i guess in that way thank god for my sickness because it was an easy excuse to cancel plans i mean a true excuse right but like no one's gonna blame you for canceling because you're feeling sick um so i had plans that i canceled and i just stayed in and like watched stuff and just was a hermit in my own room basically for i just slept a lot because i was i guess feeling like trying to recover And even in the day, I was just going to the library by myself, because as I said, like some of my friends are gone, like, I don't know, it just feels like there's not that many people around in the city, available right now, at my disposal, so I was just spending a lot of time by myself, but I was really fine with it. And then yesterday, as I said, like I went out with my friend for a drink, and it was actually really, really nice, and I had a lovely time, we just went to like a pub near me. Side note, I don't know if you're British, or if you've been to a pub, it's not my favorite thing. The, the way I like going to pubs is if it's warm enough to sit outside, then I appreciate it, right? Because I feel like pubs have... The good side of a pub is, like, the really casual vibe it has. So, yeah, yesterday I had a lovely time and it was warm enough to sit outside, though it did get cold later. I don't know, something just switched, like, some kind of energy switched in me mid-this week. And I also started feeling better, like, physically with my illness. It passed quite quickly. Knock on wood. Also, what time alone does for me is that, like... I get really excited about life and about like doing things and meeting up with people because a lot of the things I do in my free time involve like I don't like creativity or reading or journaling or like watching things. I don't want to say like not brainless entertainment because there's also that happening but like usually I just do things that fill me up with joy and excitement and I feel like when I've had enough of time alone I always like want to get that out onto other people, and I feel that's what happened, like, I really recharged my battery this week, like, beginning of this week. I think it's also the sun, okay, like, let's not pretend it's just my, you know, my doing. It's been really sunny in London, thank God, because I feel like this whole country was just, like, in a pit hole of depression for the past half a year, and usually it gets sunny around, like, March-April, and it's already, like, end of first week of April... And it was still still not really warm or nor sunny. Like I was walking in my like winter slash fall coat all this time. And I was just so thirsty for like some sun and some spring energy. And finally the sun is back. And I am reminded of all the reasons why I like being alive in spring and summer. It's actually funny to me because I feel like I don't remember this correlation between sunlight exposure and my mood being this strong when I lived in Poland, like, I genuinely don't, like, obviously I liked spring and summer, but I also kind of like fall, I wasn't that obsessed with summer, I wasn't that obsessed with, like, oh my god, when is it gonna be spring, and, like, the first spring days, like, it was obviously exciting, but, like, not nearly to the same extent, or, like, I didn't talk about the weather as much as I did right now, like, as I do now, not nearly as much, let me underline that, like, I feel like I talk so much, about the weather with people for a good reason because it makes everyone just so happy even my friend that I went out with yesterday well, he was so happy and I was so happy it was just really bubbly and today guys it was the prettiest day and I had a really short shift and afterwards I just walked to like the river shore like Thames river shore I don't know how to call it because it was really close and I just sat on a bench and like literally like a flower I sat there with my eyes closed and I just soaked up the sun and I was only wearing my like shirt and some like light pants and it was just so warm and lovely and I just feel like I enter a whole different mental realm. Like I just enter a different dimension mentally (laughs) when the sun is out and when it's just shining. It also really filled me with a lot of excitement I think for my (laughs) evening today. Because, you know, when the sun is out, you just want to be out. Like, you just follow the sun wherever it goes, right? And it's been getting dark so late compared to winter. Like, I looked it up and the sunset today was at 7.40. That's so late compared to, like, 5 or 4 p.m., like, in the depths of winter. So, I don't know. This has been really making me happy. And as I guess a lot of people, and coming back to the subject, I also become much more social in the summer... I just feel weird about staying at home when it's sunny and bright especially like into long into the evening so i'm really 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 looking forward to that but what's new um but before that i also have exams (laughs) i said it's like exam season and everyone's grinding but i did not mention that i also am supposed to be grinding um my first exam is literally in three weeks and it's a really big one and it's a really important one it actually is like The most important exam i've ever taken because it has like more weight because i'm a third year um so (laughs) who am i to say i'm feeling social and like going out i am studying for it like don't get me wrong it's just that i have like three exams and one coursework and they're all kind of like spread in time so fortunately it doesn't require me to like sit all day every day until then, in the library, because I feel like that would make me go crazy, Um, but I'm definitely gonna pick up my revision pace next week, I think, this week, I've also been just feeling, like, still, like, it's kind of, it's the Easter week, guys, so, I don't know, I've just not really been feeling grind mode yet, but I surely will, beginning of next week, that's what I'm promising myself, I I really can't believe I'm, like, gonna be finished in basically, like, five weeks, that is a very odd thought, when I had to go to the library this week, or even to work, um, and especially when it was like sunny out and all of that, I was just thinking that, and I know it's a silly and a very, very privileged thought. Sometimes I genuinely feel like my work, or like my uni, kind of interrupts me with my, (laughs) with activities I want to do in my free time, or like in my life, and I think that's kind of a good tell sign of why I should take a gap year. Like I think, Throughout most of my life, I just felt like I didn't never had enough time to, like, devote myself to the things I want to do in my free time. Because there's always, like, ten things pulling my attention in different directions. And I know it's, like, that's how life looks like and that's how it's going to look like for most of it. Like, you're always... If there's something you want to do, whether that's, like, a creative side project or a book you want to read or, like, a new hobby you want to get into or try to do... You have to like manage your time around it. You have to like squeeze it into your schedule somehow. um, You're rarely gonna have like a full two weeks to I don't know like discover this new hobby or like do an intensive language course. But I guess that's why like what your early twenties are for and what like that's the luxury you can afford to have if you're in a privileged enough position um, because you know later in life it becomes more of an issue. Like you have to be um, supporting yourself and you know you have a career maybe so it's not as easy to interrupt it but since i do have time right now time to spare and time i do not want to fast forward and i definitely do not want to start working as soon as possible i'm just going to use it to the fullest so that's what i'm telling myself whenever i am miserable in the library um that it's first of all i don't have that much time left like it's literally five weeks what is it it's nothing and second of all, after that, I'm going to have, like, a year and a half of no education and, like, probably not that much work. Like, it's almost all going to be, like, free time. Time I'm going to spend, like, traveling or maybe later, like, doing an internship or something. But, like, not for the next year, probably. So, I'm going to have plenty of time <laughs> to do the things I want to do. But, I don't know, I've just been experiencing this state of, like, a build-up of excitement again. It's it's the same kind of thing. Maybe it's, like, correlated It's just, like, (laughs) I just get so excited about tens of projects I could do and, like, starting a business and, like, learning a language and doing this type of video and doing a photo shoot and caveating my YouTube channel and, like, making new types of videos or, like, making three new podcast episodes. And (laughs) it just gets overwhelming at once. And I've experienced that enough times to know that, The important thing is to, like, kind of break it down, because when you just get overwhelmed with, like, tons of ideas, you're gonna end up doing nothing and none of them, and it's just all gonna stay on, like, a conceptual mental level, um, so the good thing is to always, like, write down wherever it comes, whatever it is, like, a specific thing you want to do or, like, an idea for something, and then, like, make sure you, like, choose one, basically, that's maybe easiest to do or, like, seems to appeal to you the most and, like, give that your attention, because it's a good way of kind of starting somewhere, because yeah, sometimes I can overwhelm myself with like all the things that I would want to be doing with my free time, if that makes sense. Actually, I, you know, as I said, it's the beginning of April, so as I do every month, I recently um, picked up my journal and did like a monthly summary of March and what happened in March, because I feel like March just felt like nothing, and not in like a, disassociative this depressive way but it just i just really couldn't pinpoint what happened in march it just all felt like kind of a blur and nothing particular came to my mind so i really had to like i don't know go through my journal entries and go through my camera roll and my calendar to actually like remember what happened in march and you know a lot of nice things happened. i did like a lot of fun things um i just couldn't really remember them and i feel like february was such a high for me that march just seemed bleak in comparison as bad as it sounds, but by no means it was like not a bad month, right? But as I was doing it, I remembered that at the beginning of March, I think it was, I was I had this like week where I don't know what came over me, but I just felt like the most antisocial I felt in a very long time, and for that week, I also started watching Grey's Anatomy. Um, now, Grey's Anatomy is a TV show that has, if you don't know. 18 seasons and I certainly do not plan on watching all of them. And I used to actually watch this TV show like with my mom many, many years ago. Um, but I started watching it again from the beginning and I just got so sucked into it again because I feel like enough time has passed that I didn't remember any of the plot lines. And for that week of my life I was just not going out at all. All I was doing was like studying, eating my dinner and then watching Grey's Anatomy for like two, three hours minimum each day for like a good week. And I was crying a lot as well in a lot of episodes. I don't know why, I was just feeling very emotional. And sometimes TV shows get me like this. I remember also, I think last year I started watching a TV show called This Is Us on Amazon Prime, I believe. And it's, it is a sad TV show. But I just was crying at every single episode, and Grey's Anatomy, it's not even that sad, but I was just crying on every single episode, or like, a lot of times, a lot of moments. And I remember, as I was having this week, and I was just, literally, all I felt inclined to do was watch Grey's Anatomy. I did not want to see a human being. All I wanted to see was the main actor that plays Derek um, Shepherd because he's just, such a hot, attractive 40-year-old man, Um, and just see the romance, and just, it's not a very highly intellectual TV show, like, let me preface that, but that's exactly what I was craving at that moment, and as I was having this week, as I said, I just felt kind of guilty about it, like, I very quickly was like, oh my god, what if I just will want to do it for the rest of the month, like, if I allow myself to indulge in this, because I was definitely indulging in this habit of mine, like, for a good, like, week or 10 days or something, like, I was just straight up knowing that after dinner, I'm gonna spend three hours in front of my laptop just watching this, um, but I decided, you know what, like, I feel it, why not, like, this is the only thing I feel pulled towards, I'm not gonna force myself to meet up with people when all I want to do is just go on Disney+, and binge this show, and I was watching a lot of episodes, as I said, I went through, like, two seasons, And then, you know, one day I just, like, had some other plans, so I didn't watch anything. And then I went back to it, but then I had some other plans. So, like, eventually I just didn't really, you know, stop watching it that intensely. And I, I don't know, maybe I saw one episode last week. The reason I'm telling you all of this... I'm sorry, guys, this is such a dumb episode. If you're not getting anything out of it, I'm really... I apologize, but you signed yourself up for it. As I reflected back on this week, because I am obviously the kind of person who cannot just fucking watch and binge a tv show like a normal person i have to overanalyze why i did it and
0: (laughs) what it meant and stuff like that and i came to the conclusion that and this is not going to be very like revelatory or revolutionary that like some part of me just really really needed it like that was genuinely and i don't intend to make a pun here what the doctor prescribed I know it sounds like counterintuitive like that's what you need to just stare at your tv screen for seven days like how can be that beneficial for you or how can that be good for you and obviously if you make it such a habit you don't even do it because you feel inclined to but because exactly because it's a habit and you know that's just how you spend your free time then obviously maybe it's not great like long if it's like a long-term thing that just become your go-to pastime activity sure there's like issues with that and maybe you want to you know, try to decrease your, I don't know, watch time, or just find some other hobbies. But I'm not the type of person to binge TV shows, for sure, so I knew something was, like, different. And I was just craving something different than I usually do. And because I'm on this whole thing of, like, trying to be more self-compassionate, and listen to my intuition, and listen to my body, and listen to, you know, whatever I feel inclined to do, that's the thing. Because I feel like I have really shifting preferences sometimes, as to, like, how I want to spend my time. Um, I just let myself do it, you know, I didn't punish myself. I didn't like scrutinize myself for I don't know quote-unquote wasting a week of my life, whatever I just needed to hermit and uh, What was really nice is just how naturally I Just didn't feel that inclined to do it anymore after I did it for a while like after I did it for long enough and it kind of like Exhausted my need to just be lazy and watch TV shows, you know, I didn't want to do it anymore I just felt okay um and i just like felt like changing up my attention and just doing something different and it was such a nice thing to see it happen naturally and what i kind of want to compare it to is like intuitive eating basically if you don't know about like what intuitive eating is it is exactly what it sounds like it's basically like a way of not even a way of eating it's just like um allowing yourself to eat whatever foods you're craving without like judgment and like eating when you genuinely feel hungry not and noticing like when you eat out of like emotional needs or um, habit or whatever other reason you may have to eat because people eat for a lot of reasons, boredom for example. And the whole notion is that if you allow yourself to eat all foods freely, like you don't scrutinize yourself over eating a donut or ice cream or whatever food you may think of as bad or as like too indulgent or like food that you would like limit in your like limit the amount you can have in your head. The funny thing with humans is like whenever we put those kinds of like limits on ourselves, like artificially made ones, I think we all just feel very inclined to break them right away. So I feel like if you would tell yourself, like, okay, I can only have three teaspoons of this ice cream from this ice cream tub it's kind of likely that you're going to have half of it right you're just going to have three and then you're going to be like oh maybe i'll have fourth and once you've had that fourth one you already feel like you broke your rule so you might as well just have half of the tub of the ice cream right and there's obviously nothing wrong with having half but the thing is if you allowed yourself if you like didn't put any limits and was just thinking like okay i'm craving ice cream i'm just gonna eat as much as i feel inclined to like genuinely how much my hunger and how much like I want to have you maybe you'd have like five teaspoons and you'd be okay maybe you'd have half a tub as well or maybe you'd have two and you'd feel okay like that's the thing it's like I think it stems from also partially like this lack of trust we have within ourselves because we feel like oh if I allow myself to indulge indulge for as much as I want to then I'm obviously gonna go off boundaries and I'm gonna like only stay at home only eat ice cream or donuts or crisp or whatever your favorite quote-unquote like comfort food is and only watch tv shows right but i don't think that's gonna be the case like that's the funny thing is that when you allow yourself to do all the things mm, i my guess would be at least that's the case for me like i don't want to speak for everyone but for me what usually arises is like a natural need after a certain while to meet up and socialize with people, to go to the gym instead of, you know, just spending my mornings sleeping in or, I don't know, going on Instagram, right? Like I have these natural urges to do things that are good for me that obviously need to be counterbalanced sometimes with like a little bit of indulgence here and there, like going out once in a while or eating like a meal that's not really healthy or whatever it would be, right? Because I allow myself to do these things, I end up not doing them as much as I, like, you would think I would do them. And then I also naturally just feel more inclined to do the healthy things and the good things for me when I don't force myself to do them. Because I think we just have this, like, weird nature of, like, we hate limits and being forced to do something. Like, we function much better if we're just free to do whatever we want. And it's funny, but, like, self-imposing self-limits on ourselves which technically doesn't make sense because like it's only you and you but at the same time like it makes things feel very different when you do them if you like force yourself like if I tell myself I have to go to the gym today like if I don't go I'm a bad person and I like broke my rule. whatever it would be right like it would feel horrible to go to the gym but if I just wake up and I'm like mm, I'll see what I feel like going to the gym and I go because I don't know it's nice outside and I just want to move my body it's just gonna feel like I did something extra amazing for myself right I don't know, like, that's the whole thing. Sorry, I, like, went on a a, a tangent to a tangent. But um, I think that's what happened with my little Grey's Anatomy week. After that, I just didn't feel inclined to do that at all. And it's just clearly something I needed to do because I don't do that often. And something in me just really wanted to stay in and not really be social or, like, not have to exert a lot of mental effort. Maybe I was just mentally drained from something. Too much studying, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad to also noticed that I've become much more chill with spending time by myself maybe it's the summer in Brussels that I had to spend all by myself basically or like for the most part that has trained me to do it but um I used to be a very like anxious person when it comes to social life like at least in London I would always say that I have FOMO and that I cannot spend the night by myself like you know I'm I'm being dramatic right now but like Most nights I had to be doing things with people and I really didn't draw satisfaction from just spending time by myself. Whereas now I feel like it's really much more in balance and I do genuinely enjoy the company of other people who I like, who I like talking to and updating each other on our lives. But at the same time, I'm like really good with spending time by myself and I really do have a certain like threshold need for it, like baseline need to spend time by myself. And, yeah, I've been feeling too inclined to, like, cancel some meetings as well recently. Um, which would never happen before. So, I think that's a good switch that happened. Because it's, you know, it's never good to feel FOMO. And, like, you have to be doing something all the time. Again, it would just make me feel anxious about not having plans. I think that's what happened today. Like, I had a little blip of that. But at least nowadays I'm experiencing it much, much less, if ever, um, compared to before when it would be like pretty much a constant thing and i think on that note i'm gonna finish this episode i did go on a lot of tangents but i feel like i kept in line with the main topic of um solitude and um yeah being social with other people and also just yeah being intuitive i guess with in that particular sphere of your life and letting things obviously it applies to a lot of aspects of your life but like basically the main overarching lesson is that like if you listen to yourself and if you trust yourself you're just gonna naturally arrive at some kind of balance in most spheres of your life and you don't have to overthink it because i think that's what ruins it i think just trust the process however funny it sounds um and that it's gonna sort itself out and if it doesn't after like a month or three months of you giving it the, like, allowing it to, then you may start worrying, right? But, like, just, you know, give it some grace and don't assume that your mind always knows what's the best because I feel like it doesn't most of the time, actually. So, uh, I'm going to finish this episode here. I didn't even drink that much of my wine. Thank you for being my companion. When no one else wanted to, shame on them because I am a very entertaining person tonight and I clearly have a lot to talk about. Um, uh, but no one's gonna listen okay, no, people are gonna listen, that's the thing. More people are gonna hear what I had to say tonight than ever would if I actually went out with someone in real life. That was that was such a dumb thought. That's the wine speaking. Um but yeah. <laughs> thank you very much for listening again and for spending whatever time with me. Um and for f for freaking forty episodes, that's so many. Um, thank you for sticking with me. And I love you all very much. Let me know if you have any episode recommendations or things you want me to talk about in particular. I feel like I don't I'll ask you often enough. Um, you can always find me at HeartfeltPod on Instagram. And yeah, I love you lots and have a nice day. Bye, kisses!